Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. And we're back. (laughs) Hello again. Hello. Welcome to today's episode on expectations and obligations. (laughs) The death nail in the coffin of relationships. Oh my God. Yeah. I think the the challenge with expectations is we don't even realize we have them. We're Mm. not talking about them. We... We're not talking about with our partner. We're not talking about with our friends. We don't even realize what type of expectation, unwritten expectations we show up with in relationship. And so they're, they're sabotaging us and our, and our connections without us even realizing. Totally. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because I've been having more people come up to me and speak to it of they are in this really, they're excited. They met somebody new and they're in this new, they're in this new, like, loving and open connection and there's all this wonder and it feels really good and juicy and then all of a sudden it fucking hurts and something you know it just kind of crashes and how does it go from this like high of oh my god I'm so excited about this person we're connecting this feels so good to suddenly hurting so quickly and it sounds like a lot of it is expectation because Mm. when we come together there's you know we're responding to the us we're responding to the flow of what's arising we're not like we're not designing it yet. We're not yeah. managing yet. We're just right. like we're just saying yes to what is. And that's what like that's what like pulls our heart forward. That's what like, pulls like, you know, that desire that like I don't know what this is, but I feel it and I'm leaning towards this person. And then we start relating and then we start going on dates and then we start having a relationship and falling into patterns. And then those expectations of how you're supposed to meet me, how mm. you're supposed to love me, how you're supposed to be there for me, how often you're supposed to be there for me. And we're probably not even having the conversation of what that means for me, unless you're listening to our podcast and having a dreams conversation, in which case, hopefully you're (laughs) avoiding this entirely, or at least are able to navigate it with a little bit more savviness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think so many of us, we're showing up with all of the expectations based on our old relationships. And again, we're back to fucking Disney and, right. and, and all of the cultural norms of what relationships are supposed to be. So instead of receiving like, oh my gosh, I met this person. He's so yummy. I love the way we connect. I love the way he, he shows up for me. That's how I start it. But now, but he's not doing this thing that he's supposed to do. Mm. And he's not doing this thing that he's supposed to do. And gosh, he's really disappointing me and letting me down because he was supposed to be calling me, you know, every night. You're supposed to be showing up this way. And so he goes from like, oh, you're so excited about him and you're so excited about each other to now he's like just fucking up and he doesn't even know it yeah. because you didn't even tell him the rules. Oh my God. And I feel that like this is so familiar. <laughs> a familiar story. Right? And you're like, and, and, and you're like, why, why was he so wonderful a week ago? And now, mm-hmm. now he sucks and he's like, and why am I hurting? Like he's not. And so I, I feel like so much of it is part of this other thing that we talk about is like, we come together. I'm excited. There's something new. Let's explore it. And then I'm putting him into a partner box mm-hmm. or I'm putting him into a long-term box. I'm putting him to some type of box. Yeah. And that box of where this is supposed to be going comes with all these expectations. Totally. And if we even just start to talk about them, like if that, if like, if we don't even have to change the expectations necessarily right away, just like acknowledge them, like, oh, I thought, I thought you were going to do this, whatever. Like I have the story, like here we we're, you know, we've been seeing each other for a month or two months or whatever. And so I thought that meant that you were going to show up for me this way and you're not. And it makes me feel like you don't love me or you don't care about me. And if we, if we could just like let them cue them in, 
like, hey, this is my thought process. This is my story that I'm running. Then we actually have like a chance to deconstruct it and see like, does that really mean that they're not showing up? Or maybe they just have a different way of showing up. Or they just have different bandwidth for affection, attention, time, different love language, any of those things. But I, I, I hear and I felt before so much suffering and so much pain because we, we show up to a relationship and we have all these ideas of what that other person is supposed to be for me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not anything about them just being who they are. Yeah, Absolutely. God, be there, be for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're in this relationship with me. So you're yeah. supposed to do this, be this for me. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be my partner. Yeah. And if you're not, you're, I just like, like this story, like these, some of these man hating stories of like, he didn't, he doesn't do this and he right. doesn't do that. And it's like, well, who agreed mm-hmm. that he was supposed to? Right. Um, I mean, if you guys agreed that, then great, then investigate that. But if, you, if that discussion didn't take place, if that exploration, if that creative negotiation didn't take place, then what are you laying on this person who just wants to love you and connect with you? Mm. Let's let's give each other an opportunity to show up. Totally. Oh God, I know it's so. I, I remember when when Max and I first got together, and I probably talked about this in one of our very early podcast episodes. We neither of us wanted a relationship. Right. And then we ended up being in one. And so I was really doing a lot of investigating about what is it. When I, when I say I don't want a relationship, we were both adamant. Like, right. I don't want this. Oh, good. I don't want one either. Right? No, no, we definitely don't want that. You know, he just got out of a relationship. I just got out of a relationship further than him. But still, um, I didn't want a relationship. And I really looked at what don't I want. And the thing I'm most at the top of the list that I didn't want, which I did write down, it's probably still on my phone somewhere in my notes, <laughs> was expectation and obligation. Like when I, when I really tuned into like, what is the thing that I, that is that when I so adamantly say, I don't, I don't want to go there. Right. I want to connect. I want to be sexual. I want to have love, but I don't want to go to that, you know, that place that seemed synonymous, you know, with relationship before until infinite relating, you know, it was like, well, when we get into a relationship, just like you're saying, there are these cultural expectations about what's supposed to happen and what it means. What it means is so, mm. so tricky also. Right. There's my own personal set of, you know, unspoken rules about, you know, how someone who's with me is supposed to act. And then there's how I'm supposed to act too, you know, yeah. and the, for me, that feeling of obligation, you know, and, and I haven't really thought about this and I don't know the technical, I'm sort of thinking about this on the fly the technical definition of, of obligation and expectation. But to me, um, expectation is something I put on him and obligation is, is something that I feel, you know, more for myself. Mm. And of course he could also feel obligated, but I feel like, yeah, the expectations is my projection and the obligation is, you know, my own feelings of right. being beholden to someone suddenly, you know, right. since we're connected now there's certain set of rules I put on me and the ironic part about obligation is he might not even put those rules on me just like you're saying you know with expectations like I have an I have or have had or you know have expectations about a partner and he doesn't even know what those are and then I have I have obligations that I think he wants me to do and he doesn't even want me to do that right so we're both like I feel like this expectation obligation land is like this sort of fantasy land that we're that we're living in where like you said there. There's no communication even no, around no, this. No, no, we might even like we're not might not even be aware ourselves. And yeah. I actually, when you said that, I was like, oh shit, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I, I Ooh, detail, <laughs> because I being in partnership is a much more novel experience for me because I've been so 
avoidant of deep partnership mm-hmm. since my marriage uh, 12 years ago. I, you know, dating and lovers, yeah. and that has been safer, being, being solo poly. But coming into partnership, it's it's like new and exciting territory, but it's it's like a whole new wave of mindfuckery for me as well because I've been noticing, I'm like, well, what am I supposed to be as a partner? Mm. I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm not that. So then I'm like beating myself up. Ooh. And and Lee is not giving me these expectations or ideas of partnership. It's like, it's me thinking like, if I want to be in partnership with him, I have to show up this way. I have to be presenting this way. I have to be doing these things. And then like feeling really inadequate because I'm not those things Ooh. that he's never even ask me to be or do are you willing to give an example of a thing that you think you're supposed to be or that you've noticed lately you're catching yourself okay sure but this is vulnerable it's it's not it's probably not vulnerable for anyone else but it's because it's like my (laughs) idea of of who I'm supposed to be so like one of the things is like I hate to cook Mm. I and and because I have three boys I feel like I should like that should be like like family we used with Glimmer Little we used to have really sweet family dinners yeah and as we've all gotten older and have more independent lives we don't we don't have it's rare to have like a sweet sit-down family dinner and I hate to cook so I'm like great I'm off the hook I don't have to do that anyways and I feel like I'm like I have I want I want to invite his presence into my home and into my life and I'm like so I should be inviting him over for these mm. these um fantasy family dinners that don't happen. <laughs> and so now I'm inadequate because I don't cook and I don't provide this sweet family like environment to come into. And again, mm. like he's never he's never asked me for it. Mm. Although it's funny that I say this now, we did have a family dinner last night. And my, my... Oh, cute. <laughs> but as a general rule, this doesn't happen. And so, yeah, I've been beating myself up because I was like one of the little stories of like, if I'm going to be in partnership, I have to be partnership worthy. Mm. And so my life has to look a certain way. Mm. Never mind that like he fell in love with the person that totally. he saw and that I am and that isn't this like ridiculous fantasy that I have of myself. But yeah, I was like... God, I'm like hurting myself with these stories of obligation of who I'm supposed to be for him yeah. in order to be in partnership. And so, and the thing is like we discussed earlier, I don't want him to ever show up for me out of obligation. That feels so gross. I want to like feel his desire. I want to feel his excitement. I want to feel his like hunger for connection. I don't want him to be showing up because he's like, well, this is how I'm supposed to show up for her. Right. This is how I'm supposed to love her. Like, and I think that's what we're missing when I hear women sharing their frustration of like, he's not showing up for me this way. It's like, but do you want him to show up for you that way? If he's doing it because you demand it yeah. or a part of you, a part of you that isn't talking to him demands it. Or do you want him to be showing up with you this way because he's like, he's excited and he's curious and he's interested. And so it's like, how do we come together and and share these so that we can keep showing up in our mutual fuck yes? Mm-hmm. Rather, as opposed to our transaction and obligation-based relationship styles. Right, right. And catch those moments where we might be acting out of obligation. And I think it, I think it happens for me, so it can be very subtle. Where, like, I, you know, there's a phone, phone call I missed, and, you know, my impulse is just like, oh, I have, I have to call him back. You know, right. I have to text him back. He, he texted me hours ago, and I haven't responded yet, or... You know, something it can be as small as that. Right. So like, um, you know, this is our a free weekend that we both have and you know, we should hang out or or my expectation is of course we're gonna hang out because you're free this weekend and right. I know for Max he's you know, taught me so much about self care and space that for him it's like, Oh, you know, he's expressed that. Like, I know there's I know there's the potent there's the opportunity for us to 
you know, have a whole weekend together, but I think I want a weekend to myself. And like how edgy that is right? to express, you know, in the climate that most of us have, you know, learned about intimate partnerships, which is exactly what you're saying at the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, we step into this contract um, of you behaving the way I think you should. <laughs> yeah. And then when you deviate from that, like there's a major problem. Right. And then I behave the way I think I should based on, you know, my upbringing or whatever. Um, Disney. Yeah. Sorry, Disney. Know, sorry, no, not sorry. Not sorry. Um, and then when I deviate from that, you know, I'm a bad person. But, and I think like the, the, the real, the real problem for me with all, I mean, there's so many problems. With this. <laughs> I mean, how, how do we begin? Right. But one of them that jumps to mind for me is resentment, you know, yes. and I think these, um, expectations and obligation, in our, in our sort of relationship interactions, because there is also, you know, sort of general, generalized expectations we have about relationships, you know, and how they're supposed to go. And yeah, what is this relationship supposed to be? And, you know, right. like you said, like you're, you're, you're partner material. So, you know, now you have to start behaving this way or if yes. the relationship doesn't last, we failed or whatever. But in this like sort of daily interactions, like, I mean, that's been such a killer for me of past connections in both directions is is becoming resentful of my partner exactly yeah yeah and or like being resentful and then one side feels taken for granted like there's all of these yeah and Mm -hmm. again they're they're things that might not ever even be discussed and so you don't know and so it just becomes this thing and then the next time you fight over something really small and stupid it's because really you're fighting over this deeper resentment that you didn't even realize is there because you're not talking about it and that made me think like when you're talking about how you and Max like talk about the the upcoming weekend where there's no plans. The key is you're communicating about it. Yeah. You know, like you're not going into the weekend and Bez is like, great, we're going to spend all weekend together. And Yos is like, great, I gave all this free time alone. Yeah. But you're actually like, you're discussing like, let's see how this, like, I need a little bit of this and I want that, you know, you're having that discussion instead of you just like both running into the weekend right. with these mismatched expectations. Well, we have done that too. Well, that's how we learn. <laughs> nobody's doing this perfectly including us (laughs) oh and that feeling of disappointment I mean I have Uh, so much compassion for why we place expectations on people is because or or why we like sort of get upset I guess yeah what I'm trying to say like when someone doesn't meet my expectations because it is there's that feeling of disappointment like oh but I thought yeah I thought we were going to talk before bed I thought we were going to hang out I thought and that's like but I I thought thought, this relationship was going to last whatever and I think disappointment is a really important um nuance to tease out here because because if you disappoint me it's it's um like there's something like I'm sad because you disappointed me. So you failed me in some way. Mm. In some way that you didn't even know. Right. You are responsible for my feelings. Right. We're really like disappointment is the outward projection of I'm sad because I had an expectation. Yep. Absolutely. God, and this is what we talked about last week too. Mm. I feel like this is really up right now is like this this contract of like now that we're in a relationship neither of us should feel anything (laughs) negative ever again. And if we feel anything negative ever again, then, you know, then that's, that's a problem. And it's all your fault. Yeah. You made me feel this way. (laughs) You made, and that, totally. Oh, it's so, it's so that, and that is really difficult though. Like, I feel like I'm a definite recovering caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's, it can be very challenging to let my 
to let my partner feel things, you know, let myself feel things, you know, and not try to bail him out of having a negative feeling or bail my kids out of having a negative feeling or bail myself out of having, having those feelings and instead just, just being with them. And I think also this is a really, um, common experience for, you know, in heterosexual couples where, like you were saying at the beginning, you know, the woman's upset and it's his fault. And I think both people can really take that to heart, you know? Yeah. Um, one of my, I remember at the beginning of my relationship with Max, because granted we've only, we've only been together a matter of months, but like, you know, we've got, we've done a lot in that time. (laughs) And so this was way back at the beginning, you know, four months ago. Yeah. In our early days. (laughs) And, um, I remember I I was having a feeling and he was like struggling with it. And I told him, I remember a teacher of mine, Gay Hendricks, who's amazing. And his wife, Kathleen, Kitty, like huge mentors of mine, uh, talking about how in relationship, any kind of relationship, you know, don't help, don't help your friends feel better, help them feel more. And I absolutely love that. You know, I love like, you know, sadness and fear and anger and all these you know sexuality and joy and love and these are all natural parts of being human right if if I'm doing it right at least then I'm having lots of feelings and so rather than it being my job to prevent my partner from feeling or prevent my kids from feeling to actually be be there for them during the feeling (laughs) it's like support yes offer support and love while they're having a very human experience and it might look like I caused it but you know that's and and I may have like, my actions may have precipitated the feeling, but right. again, it's like, that's, like, if we can get to a place of, like, it's okay for us to have feelings and for our partners to have feelings, yeah. even if they're difficult, and we're, we're actually all strong enough to handle that on our own, right? or with with the support of loved ones, yeah. um, I think that that is, like, such a necessary stance to take yeah. to move to start shifting out of obligation and expectation, which I think are really designed to prevent people from feeling things. That's, yeah. Yeah, and I would even, like, go further and say it's not only okay to have these feelings, it's a gift because it's our system telling us something. Like, I can think of a time with Lee, like, early when I felt disappointed um, because... He, we, I thought he was going to go to this festival with me, or not with me, but together. And he didn't. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I remember feeling disappointed. And I, I sat with it because I'm like, I, it didn't feel fair to me to tell him I'm disappointed because he made no promise to me. It was my own hopes that I got mm-hmm. up, my own, my own story that I told. But I didn't like want to deny the feeling. The dis- feeling of disappointment was very real. So instead of judging it, um, I sat with it and I was like, okay, so under the disappointment is sadness. And the sadness is because I had the story that I thought we were going to get to spend this time together. And so it helped me to say, okay, I, and to, to, so I was able to come to him without like, you disappointed me because you did this thing that you didn't even know that you were supposed to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was able to come to him. I was like, oh, I was having, I'm having sadness because I thought we were going to have this opportunity to spend time together and that isn't happening. So now I know I want to spend time yes. together, Woo! this type of time together. And so yep. then we were able to make a plan where then it actually ended up being way better because then it was a, a plan for just the two of us to have time together instead of being at this festival. But it's like if I had judged that disappointment or if I had not allowed myself to feel all the way into that sadness, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have discovered what I truly wanted. Mm. And so, yeah, these feelings were I mean, like this this, this like um, this physical body, this system, this highly sensational um, navigation system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 
it's here for a reason. It's to tell us, it's to connect us with our truth. And so when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling disappointed, if we can, instead of projecting that and blaming the other person, you know, and maybe once we've investigated all the way through it, there might be a a real conversation of repair that needs to happen. I'm not saying that that isn't part of it, but initially what is happening in your system? What is it telling you? What are you wanting or needing Mm -hmm. that didn't happen? Or, or what is this, maybe the story that you can deconstruct of expectations of how they're supposed to show up? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like this, what is the gift of what we're feeling? Oh, I love that. And then like yeah. asking for your needs directly. Like, what a Because now you know, now you know what that yep. need is instead of some kind of lofty covered yep. expected thing from society. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like maybe that's even sort of the opposite of expectation is, is asking directly yeah. You know, knowing knowing what I need and then being able to speak plainly and openly about it as opposed to this sort of passive strategy of like right. hoping in my mind that they under they could read my thoughts or that they It is manipulative mm-hmm. without you know, and, and I say the word manipulative, but not like not intentionally so. Yeah. But it's just been it's our strategy that we've learned that has served us. But but we can get to this point where it's like I wanna collaborate with you to mutually meet our needs instead of manipulate you with my expectations and ideas that we've never discussed yeah and it's just it's again like i i, I want to like really caution away from judgment we're we're going to keep doing these we're going to keep using our own strategies we're going to keep showing up with expectations like this we've been practicing our whole lives society enforces it but if we can catch ourselves and learn from it yeah you know we're going to hurt a lot less we're going to dive deeper in ourselves. we're going to dive deeper into connection but yes we're going to fuck up yeah. we're going to keep you know we're going to hurt we're going to get hurt. We're going to, we're going to use things that don't work. And and then we're going to be like, Oh shit, that sucked. I don't want to do that again. Absolutely. Yeah. I really love that concept of like that. Our emotions are there for, to, to give us information, you know, if we investigate and how, I think so often the thing that I realize when I'm having an emotion is I really care. Mm. I really like you. Yeah. You know, like, right? Like how so often it's like, oh, I really, you know, I have a lot of desire. Yeah. Um and I think those those and I think it it's similar with jealousy too, you know, like sure there might be specific um requests, you know, more concrete needs around, you know, timing or like you said, you know, you realized you wanted to go on a weekend vacation with Lee and then you got to have it. So something yeah. specific like that. Yeah. I think like the tone of them the feeling underneath for me is so often like wow I just really care about you you know and that's so beautiful you know and it's funny that something like an expectation actually sort of trickles down into deep care like I I really like you I want to be close to you I really care about you and how if we're able to just express from that place um how good that actually feels really good I was gonna say that yeah, yeah like to think about how like yummy like to feel you care for me that way, that yeah. feels like really exciting and yummy. But you could take that really yummy, um, loving care for me and distort it into this expectation disappointment. And so you take that something that's, that can feel so good for me to receive from you. Like, oh, Bez is really into me and she yeah. really wants to spend time with me. And that's that true. feels really, <laughs> that feels really good. Yeah. But, you, but if we... If we go down this expectation disappointment pathway with that same feeling, now it feels really shitty really and I shitty. don't want to be around you because I feel like I'm fucking it up and I'm right. hurting you. And I'm trapped and I'm, yeah, if I don't fit into the box. Right. Then, and it yeah. comes from the same place of care. Yep. It's just learning like how to navigate it and investigate and then use the tools to communicate it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think knowing, I think knowing desire 
is, is also such a, such a core remedy to me for, for expectation and obligation. And I think that's something I've been using a ton in my, I've been calling it self-management in this, in this relationship and the self-management I feel like is necessary for me to stay in an infinite relationship because of how, how connected I, I need to be with myself in order to, to know what I want to, you know, handle changes gracefully to, stay in my own business and not get over in his business, you know? Right. And so I think for me, I've been like really actively combating obligation and I'm really, I'm really proud of that, you know, and it's in really small ways. I think that some of, some of the, the really simple ones, like I was saying about even just, you know, when do I respond to a text message? When do I call Mm -hmm. him back? You know, like just, it's so small, but I really feel like, um, I've been, I've been, I've been really vigilant about catching those moments and just questioning myself a lot. And maybe that's, that's a place to start, to start that, that conversation is like catching myself when I'm doing something routine and and sometimes I'll question myself, even if I don't think there's anything wrong. Like I haven't been waiting to, for something to feel wrong. I've mm-hmm. just been instead, you know, pick up my phone, just since that seems to be the example on my mind. Right. And actually ask myself, do I want to text Max right now or not? Like, do right. I want to? Like, is this coming from a place of my desire? Or is it because, you know, it's been it's been too long or I'm feeling yes, anxious and, yes. you know, whatever it is. Like, there's some other reason that is not desire-based. Right. And if it's not desire based, then I've been waiting. And that's been really powerful for me to just mm. be like, if I don't, if I, if I notice that I don't, I'm not doing it based on desire, even if I'm not sure why I'm doing it. Right. I wait, you know, and I wait sort of for more information to emerge from inside my system or in my, you know, I just sort of rule, not heavily ruminate on it, but just kind of wait and see, like, right. does the impulse come again? Um, does that feeling persist or do I happily become occupied with something else? that really has my attention more than he does right now. And, you know, peeling away my, my obligation of like, is it okay, you know, for me to have my attention be somewhere than more, is it okay that there's something more compelling than my partner in that moment? And how that's been something I've had to learn, you know, just recently is like, yes, it's okay to to be very deeply interested in things that are your partner. Right. And to finger quote, like ignore them for the whole day, you know, like, or for the whole week or depending on how, you know, much communication a couple might have. Yeah. Um, That's been really big for me just to pause and like question, like question my own motives. Like before it even becomes a problem, I think has been really, um, before I even have, before, like, way before the resentment kicks right, in. Right, right, <laughs> you know, exactly. That's, that's what I'm after, is, like, yeah. I don't want to, I'd, I'd love to not get to that point again, because that's been such a, such a trap for me, is to ignore those little subtle feelings of, like, for me, when I, when I act out of obligation, there's often the feeling of deflation in my mm. body, or being pulled, because I'm such a physical body person, like, I feel pulled almost in one direction, but then my brain is like, nope, you know, I really, I really want to look at this you know, flower <laughs> over here, but there's Max and he needs my attention. So right. I, I, you know, I'll feel sort of pulled. Um, I don't do this with you, Max. Very often, <laughs> in past relationships. It's old, yeah. An old pattern. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I, no, I think this is small, but I think this is a really great way for many of us to practice because the texting communication mm-hmm. is such a real part of yeah. our relationships nowadays and like falling into a cadence of obligation right or a cadence of excitement and desire yep right and like you said like how gross it feels to 
realize that someone's talking to you when they don't want to be. Yeah. Or is doing it for you. And I can feel, oh God, how many times I've felt that in my past relationships where, you know, the sudden, and often it's paired with my anxiety. I'll start to feel anxious about the relationship. I'll say things like, oh, he's pulling away or he just doesn't seem that into me anymore. And often there, there is, if we trace it back, there's some way that he acted out of obligation, started brewing resentment. And then of course he doesn't want to be around me because that's what resentment does. It makes us want to like distance ourselves from each other, blame each other, um, avoid each other because it's like, ugh, this, you know, this person is draining me. Right. I'm I'm going against my own needs and, and we can only do that for so long. You know, there's only so long a human can deny themselves before that resentment kicks in and that resentment, if, wow, this is, I hadn't even really thought of this until right now, but instead of being so afraid of it could just be like you said, like any other emotion, it's a sign of like, huh, I've crossed my own line. You know, there's a way I've been acting out of obligation and like, how can I course correct? Cause this isn't going to go, this road is not going anywhere that That we want to go. Actually really. Yes. That is really, I've, I've been noticing that at, at work actually, where, um, I, I manage a group of people and there was like a part where I was like feeling a little bit resentful because my time was being you know mm. pulled too much and I was able to catch it. I'm like, I am not upholding my boundary. Yeah. They are not doing anything Beautiful. out yeah. of alignment. I am not holding my boundary. And and when I do, they respect it. Mm. I'm not in resentment. We're back in balance. So yeah, it's like resentment can even be this beautiful messenger of like, Hey, you stepped over. You're not holding your own boundaries. Right. You're not taking care of yourself. How do we, and then if we can take the responsibility of that, of I'm resent, I'm resenting some, you for some reason because I, I overstepped my own boundary. I didn't uphold my own boundary. It's like, it's just that personal responsibility of like, yep. I'm the one who fe- has all these sensations and feelings. They are my in- informational system. I'm the one who has the sovereignty yeah. to acknowledge it and do something about it and change right. it. Right. God, yeah. I feel like boundaries are really wrapped up in this, in this topic because for me, sort of, expectation, obligation, and management have been very, they've been bedfellows. (laughs) (laughs) Like management has been like such a core strategy of mine in the past. Um, And I really realize now that, you know, managing myself, I would manage, try, at least try to manage him um, to try to prevent things from happening that I didn't want to have happen. That really the reason I did that is because I wasn't willing to, um, and act a boundary to, to, right. to have boundaries, first of all, and to know what they were. Right. And then to understand really what they were. And then to also be willing to take appropriate action and respond. And I just right. wrote a big post about this that I really liked um, a couple of days ago. That was about actually, you know, resentment and obligation. And, I, and I've had such major fear of, of my partner being resentful because I've had the experience many times of, you know, when the, when the relationship ends in the, at the end of the day, he sort of reveals to me, yeah, I've been doing things I didn't want to do for a long time with mm. you. And I'm, I acted out of obligation and I'm resentful this and he's like, been kind of silently resenting me. I just feel like that's, it's just such a common story. Yeah. It's such a common way that we end up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like so painful for me and something that I became sort of hell bent on preventing that I went I got really paranoid about it. You know, I got really paranoid about like, are you acting out of obligation or are you acting? And we were talking about this the other day. Are you acting out of obligation? 
partner? Are you sure? Like, oh, right. Let me yeah, have like, an overmanage. Are you sure you actually want to go out with me tonight? Or would you actually rather go out with your guy friends? Or would you rather take some self-time? And just questioning him and like going over into his lane or his side of the street, however you want to say that, into right. his business. And really, you know, questioning his motives. Like, is he sure that he really wants this? Because I knew the damage that would happen if he started acting out of obligation. Right. And this was really big for me because at the beginning of my relationship with Max, I was sort of watching him, you know, and sort of trying to like read the signs of like, is he still in his yes? Is he still in his desire? Is he like secretly resenting me? Like all these things were so, so um, preoccupying for me. And then one day I remember I really got, like, that is actually not my problem. Like, his yes. resentment, his actions around obligation, like, how he hand, how he conducts his life is, like, really not my fucking problem. And it's not my business. And, yeah. like, he, if he chooses to do things for me, in finger quotes, that he doesn't want to do, and then he resents me later, like, that sucks for him, you know? <laughs> and I told him that one day. I was like, yeah, that's, that's really, like, because... I forget how, the, I can't remember the conversation that it came up in, but I did get to deliver that where I was like, that's really not my problem. Yeah. Like you're out, you acting out of obligation with me, you resenting me is like, that's a, that's a crappy way to live that I'm not interested in yeah. doing, but like, that's, that's a choice, you know, that right. you can make. And something about that just really like separated me in a healthy way from the manipulation and management and control that I'd been having, um, in a partnership and yes. instead just brought me back to like, my primary goal is to know myself and, and be able to respond appropriately to someone else's, you know, behavior to the right. degree that I don't have to control them. That, right. like, they can, they can, you know, do what they do, be on their learning path. Because, like you were saying, like, if our, if our navigation systems, which is easier for me to see, um, is that I might go too far and have a feeling, you know, or right. he might take an action and I have a feeling. And then, like you so beautifully said a bit ago, like those feelings inform me about what really matters to me. Right. But for some reason, I would think, well, that doesn't count for my partner. Like he, he you know, he has to do it right. Like, right. He doesn't know his own system. Yeah, he doesn't know his own system. Out. Or if he veers, that's the end of the world. Instead right. of like, well, yeah, then he'll course correct or not, you know. Yeah, or this, yeah. But or it's not your responsibility to take, take care of him. Exactly. In, in and it's like so belittling and denying yes. him of getting to know himself deeper, have his own spiritual path, learn and grow, discover what matters to him, like what he cares about in this relationship and doesn't because he's experiencing that same friction. Right. You know? Yeah, he's on the same same growth path. Yeah. And I'll say, like, as I hear you say this, I can, I can feel how that partners back with when you talked about um, your desires for the weekend and him needing space or him mm-hmm. needing time for self. When you can come to him, when he can say, I need time for self, and you can support that. Yeah. When you can meet him with love and compassion and, and be like, okay, so how do we get creative to be, meet our, both of our needs? It allows him to meet you in his authentic yes mm. and to take care of himself. You know, like it, it allows that. And so it grows that trust where if you had met him with like, well, no, you're supposed to spend all your time with me. Right. Then it is going to invite him into stepping into his obligation. Totally. More. But yes. when he knows it's safe to take care of himself with you. Yes. That, that really helps each other kind of stay on that, like authentic to self path yep. with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And that is definitely true. I feel like there's ways we can show up as partners that do like breed. Yeah. breeding ground for 
you know, a relationship full of obligation and resentment. And that is by, yeah, not accepting each other's truth, mm-hmm. you know, getting up, getting inflammatory and upset when someone tells me something, some news that I don't like, right. that I don't want to hear. Absolutely. I mean, those are, those are like prime manipulation tactics that people often don't even realize. And not saying they don't have, right. But, and mm-hmm. not saying that you don't have feelings. Like you, you can hold like, oh, I'm sad. I'm sad. You don't want to hang out this, with me this weekend. That makes me, I'm, I feel sadness around it. And I also appreciate your truth and your clarity. Yeah. Like both of those things can be true. I don't have to deny that I have feelings or a response to it, but I also don't have to make it dangerous for you to speak your truth to me. Totally. And I think that really helps us yep. stay out of obligation. Yep. And I think that, that that really comes back to what you were talking about at the end of last week's episode, which is like, because it was really, really important that you brought that in. And I think this idea of um, that the game's not over, the relationship game isn't over just because something bad happened. Right. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I had a feeling, we had a disagreement, he, you know, he wanted one thing and I wanted the other. Um, it's not like, well, well, there goes my chance of ever hanging out with you ever again. Like, <laughs> not in alignment. It's I thought, yeah, I yeah. thought we might hang out this weekend and you wanted some time to, you know, work on your, your house or whatever. And like, and that, and that's, uh, now I'm remembering the specific weekend where that did happen. And, um, and I don't think I handled it as well as I would like to now, you know, <laughs> it's, is the honest truth. Like yeah. I do think I was, I probably, you know, had, had more of the victim-y thought of like, oh, poor me, he doesn't love me, or he doesn't want me as much as I want him, or, you know, just going down that road. Totally, Instead yeah. of really just being like, like, now I think how, I, how I've learned to approach this, which is huge growth for Bez, is more into like, okay, well, if you want, if you need the weekend to yourself, just like you were saying with Lee, like, yeah, then I need, can, can we hang Thursday night, and can we hang you know, can we get a day together next Tuesday or whatever? It's just like acknowledging both both of your starting point. Yeah. Yeah, It's a starting point towards negotiation. And I think negotiation has, was something that I really like shied away from or like even had an aversion to for some reason before infinite relating. And I, I don't a hundred percent know why, unless it's just more Disney programming around, (laughs) like he should know what I want and he should give it to me magically. Yes. I think that is, yeah, that is a big part. Mm -hmm. He should know what I want. Yeah, I don't even think I knew negotiation was an option. No, right? <laughs> I'm like thinking right. back. I was like, wait, no, it was like it was. Yeah, he was supposed to know, or yeah, it was just always like this is it, and there's no like let's yeah. go, let's work or like the compromise. Like you have to give me everything or it's nothing. Yeah, but, and you know what else it was for sure hmm. is this. Uh, like as women, we're not supposed to ask for more. Ooh, I'm sure that that was part of why negotiation for me right. wasn't something like. Don't be demanding. Don't be pushy. Don't be needy. Don't be too much. Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't, you know, take what you're given. Be grateful for what you're given. You know, because how many of us, I mean, maybe this is just me going into my personal (laughs) baggage of childhood. But, like, I know for the examples that I often saw, and I do think this is culturally appropriate for at least, like, white U.S. culture that I know of, um, because that's how I grew up, is, like, men's attention is scarce. Yeah. You know, dad goes away to work. He comes home after work and he's tired and you don't want to bother him while he's watching TV. And, you know, this is all like very 1950s programming. It's like you take what, you know, you take what you get, like as a woman, like don't be too demanding. Don't be too demanding. Don't be too needy because you'll push him away. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that negotiation actually requires me to stand on my own two feet and say, well, my needs also matter in this relationship, which again, 
if you're with someone who loves you, they, they know that, you know, they're, right. they usually know it more than, more than I do, mm. you know, <laughs> like, like he's, I think it actually has made me sad, incredibly sad when I've realized at points how much my exes loved me and how much I couldn't oh, feel it yeah, and how much they wanted me to be happy and to get what I needed and how much I didn't think my needs mattered. So it was actually mm, me you weren't loving doing that. To yeah, it. absolutely. So I feel like to negotiate, you know, really requires like me to know my needs matter and, and I, and like equality for, for me, at least I know people do different levels of polarity in relationships, but like, my for me equality is is huge um mm-hmm. hugely important that like you know we both are we both feel leadership in this relationship we both feel safe to express needs in the relationship yes. we both we both give and take you know in terms of like being willing to show up and negotiate like okay i know this weekend really matters to you that feels like too long for me and I've totally done this now with Max and I I feel like I've gotten I've gotten much better at it you know (laughs) yeah and to not feel needy um and not judge that as demanding or not judge that as too much but just that that's that's a normal part of showing up as an equal in a partnership is like well if if x if that happens that that's now me acting out of obligation you know if I say Sure, Max, take the weekend. Take all the time you want. Like, come back when you're ready. That's absolutely not authentic deni- for yeah, me at all. Yeah, it's denying your own. Yeah, and then I'm going to be over here getting resentful, you know, preoccupied, wondering where he is, hating him. And then when I see him, I'm going to be a total asshole because right. I'm going to be like, oh, well, you're back, oh, fuckhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many times have we done that? It's like, he leaves, we're pissed, but we didn't ask for anything. We didn't ask for anything more. Yeah. And then he comes back well, and he it's should not know. the welcome reception. He right. should know, right? He should know you and should know I should, should figure it out. Yeah. 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 I know this is deep, some like gender role stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I want to say like, it feels really good to be desired. If, if you desire me and you desire to spend time with me without demanding, Mm. like without expecting, like, like we've been, when we, when we don't ask for more, when we don't ask for that, like we're, we're denying them that, like the the feeling of that desire. Like that feels good. It's just, I think the challenge is. So much of, at least for me, I know the programming wasn't, is I have this desire for you and it comes with an expectation mm-hmm. and a demand and that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to like not have choice. Right. But if I just feel you desire me and I'm at choice with what I do with it, that yeah. feels like, that's like the juiciness oh, in so a connection. True. But I think so much, so much of the, our old patterning is it was intertwined with the demanding of it. And so that's where the needy story or the whatever, no. Yeah came through but yeah if we can just stay connected and share that desire yeah and can we like dig into that a little bit more like how do you how do you do that you know like I think that's so key what you're saying like in the if we're if we know that obligation and expectation like kill relationships right because they lead to resentment which is actually like John Gottman has this like for the four the horsemen I forget what he mm. calls it they're like these harbinger, harbingers of death of a relationship like resentment is one of them contempt is one of them anyway if you can google it but like definitely that's like a well-known thing that like right. you know, once people are resenting each other like this is this is bad news yeah so if we're not doing um you know if we're not doing that and i really f- appreciate what you're saying that like to unpin the desire from the expectation or the demand yeah like how do you how do you do that I'm curious like how do you you express sort of the naked desire that does feel good Cause i think you're right i think yeah. most people like you know, even feeling a compliment from a stranger, you know, like, yeah. wow, I love your top. I love your hair. Like, yeah, even like, you know, at a bar or like, or somewhere else, like I'm attracted to you, you know, like 
the raw expression of desire usually feels good. The thing that doesn't feel good and the bar situation is a great example. Yes. Is the expectation like, and now you have to come home with me and now I'm going to feel predatory towards you. And now you owe me something like you look hot. Now you owe me a date or you owe me sex or, you know, like that's the part that that, feels really bad. That energy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's like when I've been practicing and like what you've been practicing, it's, um, I think of like, there was a, when we were at soul play and, there was a night that I know Arthur wanted to spend alone and I was able to, to like share, like, I, I mean, I desire for us to spend the night together. Like I want to share my, authentic, my, I, my desire is for us to be together and I really appreciate your truth and your clarity and your honesty. And so, and so I just like, it was like the sharing. Cause I'm like, I want you to know that there's desire here. So when mm. you're ready, I, there's like, there's desire for us to spend the night together. Yeah. And so to be able to like offer that of like, so I want you to feel this. So that when you when you're ready to receive it, it's there, but it isn't attached to expectation or obligation. Or same with that like that weekend where I felt sadness. I'm like, under my sadness, I'm feeling this desire. I have this desire to spend this time t- t- together with you. Can can we find a way to make that happen? Not I have right. this desire, and so you owe me, or you have to, right. or otherwise I'm going to. There's you know consequent emotional consequences. It's just like being able to own it, and I think so like when you can separate it, I think it. It feels like, it feels like a yummy invitation Mm. or even just like, like you said, like letting that love in, like loving the adoration. Like, oh, it feels really good to just be desired by this person. Yeah. And when I, when I'm available to receive it, like we get to really dive into it together. Right. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like the way for you, that's what I'm hearing is like the way that we actually talk about these things, like being able to say to someone, I, I have the desire to spend the night together. And I recognize that you might that you might not, is, or that you don't. Yes, which and but I but I still have that I desire, still have and it. I don't want to shortchange my expression by pretending I don't want it just because you don't. Exactly, and I want to acknowledge how vulnerable and scary that yeah. is when you first start. Like be like it's like I'm just going to stand out here naked and alone and tell you I have this desire, and you don't. It's not your job to like come and wrap your arms around me. So it, it is. It takes practice. Like yeah. I've definitely been practicing especially with Lee over this last many, many months of just like, this is my desire. This is, this is my truth. You don't have to do anything about it. I just want you to know that this is here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and every time I would do it, I would run back home and feel so exposed. And scared. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. Why did I do that? Um, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, it I think beautiful. it created a safe space to like have the feelings without right. without a tying any any yeah, obligation. Yeah, yeah, and I think to receive that that sort of raw expression of desire. So so yeah, I, I'm hearing that like one one part of that equation that does feel you know the experience feels really good. I think we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Like when someone, when a human expresses desire to another human and there is no sense of obligation or expectation, it feels good. Sincerely, generally, Sincerely, no generally, yeah. yeah. And so there's part of that is, is, is offering expressions of desire or expressions of need, mm-hmm. you know, in conversation or in with body language or whatever that aren't pinned to you have to, you owe me, Yeah. you know, this is, yeah, like since 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 you are my partner, or since we're monogamous, you owe me sex, or since we've been dating six months, you owe me a vacation, or you know whatever right, it is. Right, right. So instead of doing that, there's just this raw expression of, well, this is this is something I want, you know, mm-hmm. and that is so much more vulnerable. And I think that's half the equation. And I think the other half is being able to receive someone's desire without going into obligation, yeah. you know, and that's a whole other art form in terms of 
you know, someone, it takes, I think, an equal amount of fortitude to, to, to receive my partner wanting something and for me to not jump into like, oh, I have to give it to him. Yes. Yes. Like my job is to give it to him. My job is to satisfy him. And I think stereotypically this happens in sex all the time, especially between in hetero couples, between men and women, where it can even be scary when a partner, a male partner, especially expresses sexual desire. Cause I know this was before I used to be a sex educator before this, cause people probably don't know that. And so I spent, before I was an infinite relating nerd, <laughs> I was a sex nerd and really was spent a, a decade probably undoing that program where like his desire scared me because I mm. felt like immediately I owed him something. Yeah. And the question even was like, oh God, what do I owe him now? You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you look hot in that skirt. It's like, oh no, what does he want from me? Yes. You know, it was like bracing myself right. for this inevitable obligation. Right. And so I, so I just want to make sure we get that in too, that like it does take like, like everything comes back to self, you know, for me to be a, a trustworthy partner so that someone could express their raw desire to me, they can, they can like get rid of the expectation all they want be doing all this yeah. work. But if I'm still acting from that contractual place of obligation of like, uh Oh, he's got a need. I have to fill it. He has a desire. It's my job to, to give it to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that it's, it's like a, it takes it takes strength on both sides. That really thank you thank you. That really like really felt that. Yes, because I think part of what works so well uh, in our connection is that he he didn't respond in obligation to yeah. it. You know, he stayed, and I think that's part of why I trust him so much. Absolutely, I trust his truth. I trust his authenticity because he didn't or doesn't engage unless unless it's like from his place of truth yeah. and desire oh uh, so hot that's that's the only so place I know. that's the yeah. only place i ever want to meet in yeah and i think that in one of our early episodes i don't remember if it was the first second or something we did talk about like why why do infinite relating you know like why do this thing that is right. scarier that is edgier and you know it takes more self-management and these things that are like hard you know it's like why work out (laughs) why do this and one of the things I remember us talking about was that the feeling there is the priceless feeling of a partner showing up in every way I would ever want him to without without me demanding it yeah like that feeling is absolutely worth it where it's like wow I'm being given everything I ever wanted and I'm not I'm not doing any I'm not doing any controlling, you know, right. not because I asked him to, but because he wants to, this you know, is the way they want to show up and meet you. Yeah. And that feels, yeah, it's, it's incredible. that level of like letting go and allowing someone to show, you know, it's like the risk is, well, he might, he might give me what I want. He might not, he might meet my need. He might not, he might. And that comes back to the boundaries too. And the yeah. appropriate response of like, well, if someone chronically is not meeting my needs, like probably want to question, you know, just right. that, that loose holding, but that loose, that loose holding of, you know, let's let him do what he does and, and see what happens. Let's let me, you know, focus on myself. Yeah, the payoff and is just like, oh, my God. It's huge. He might yeah. surprise you and show up in ways you had, you've never experienced before. Right. Better than we could expect. Better than we could have created. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, of our own ways. So worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Obligation and expectation. Check. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite relating dot love and stay infinite.